I am very happy because I have conquered myself and not the world. Sri Chinmoy Welcome to the Citizens of the Globe podcast, where we not only embrace, but encourage change in our environment, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our souls. My name is Michael Maltez, and I aim to break down the borders we create in our minds, one meaningful conversation at a time. The other day, I tweeted that I love learning. However, my traditional academic grades in high school will definitely tell you a different story. Nonetheless, I truly do love absorbing new information. With the invention of the internet came the dawn of the information age, which is an amazing time to live in. We should be very thankful that we get to experience this transition from knowledge being a slow, long process to attain to being available to us at a moment's notice. But there are some drawbacks, right? Having all the information of the entire history of the world available to me at my fingertips on a moment's notice at all hours of the day poses a problem. I have to choose what information to take in and be very careful about where I dedicate my brain's limited capacity for learning or else I risk taking on a lot of unnecessary information that I'll never use. See, a lot of the time, I just spend my whole day perusing YouTube, Reddit, or TikTok, taking in so much new bits of information without realizing that my brain is on overdrive, essentially. And I think of the SpongeBob um, episode where he has a bunch of little him like spongebobs in his brain and they're all going through the filing cabinets and everything's on fire like that's what my brain's going through but i don't realize it that those neural networks that have been haven't been activated in years they're getting deleted to make room for this new 30 second tiktok all about how there's microplastics in the hot dogs you eat and the things you buy for your dog could end up being a tax deductible for your business like Am I ever going to really use that information? Did I really need to take that in? Probably not. But as a consequence of watching that 30 second TikTok, I lost access to some potentially more useful information. This is an oversimplification of a process known as synaptic pruning, in which your brain attempts to become more efficient by snipping off the connections between your neurons, effectively deleting that neural network. I can get into how neural networks are created in another episode, but for today, all you need to know is that all or most mental processes like speech comprehension, visual comprehension, auditory comprehension, are all just those specific neural networks getting excited and your brain interpreting them. As they get excited more frequently, they become reinforced or strengthened while infrequent use renders that neural network susceptible to synaptic pruning. Up until recently, we actually thought that synaptic pruning was a process that was exclusive to the period of growth from early childhood to adulthood. Because during this time, our brains are getting rid of a ton of useless neural networks. Like what purpose does the knowledge of crawling serve a 16 year old high schooler? 
Because of studies conducted by a researcher named Fred Gage, we know now that adult brains do in fact prune and create more efficient neural networks as we grow and process new information and activate and stimulate neural networks. And as a 22-year-old adult who spends way too many hours on TikTok, I realize now that I'm activating and stimulating neural networks that really don't serve me any purpose. In fact, with the amount of time I spend on my phone, I am effectively creating this human who only gets excited, who only gets stimulated from my phone. And then the neural networks where I got excited about surfing or hiking or running they don't get stimulated. My brain is like, oh, what the, we don't need these. Let's get rid of them. Or social interactions like we don't need friends. We just need our phone and TikTok and humor. I got I'm getting rid of those. And that's scary. I don't want to lose those. I want to be a well-rounded person who has healthy habits and can use my phone and TikTok and social media very healthily. But it's hard because TikTok is a scary, scary, scary platform. And if you haven't ever been on it, I don't suggest you do. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to lie. I, I think it's like smoking a cigarette. Like if you've never smoked a cigarette, I highly suggest you don't because it's very addictive. Why would you ever want to su be susceptible to addiction? I also brought up something interesting that I want to touch on just real quick. This pandemic we were all isolated and we should still be isolating to a certain extent, right? But in the very beginning, when we went months without going outside, I really commend the kin keepers of families who put together, you know, Zoom meetings weekly or monthly. And we just got on Zoom and played games or just talked to people, you know, friend groups. Those people who put those events together were crucial because our social neural networks weren't getting stimulated and that was the best we could do at the time and it was a great supplement but as the pandemic drew on you know those became less and less frequent you become more and more isolated and you lose some of that capacity to interact socially as you experience this as a human, you might just say, I forgot how to interact with people and make friends and talk. But what you're missing is there's an actual neural process happening in the background, quite literally deleting those events in your life when you made friends and you were interacting socially. Your brain's like, oh, we don't need this. We just stay at home all day. Let's be more efficient at staying at home all day. That's, that's really what's happening. And so you really are forgetting how to interact. But having the knowledge of what's happening in the background allows you to fight that process. And now moving into the next portion of this episode, we have to talk about plasticity. See, as we grow older and have more life experiences, our neural networks become longer and more efficient. We kind of become masters in a few areas rather than when we're young and we're taking in all this information and our neural networks are short so we have the capacity to try different things you really start to hone in on your life and 
what you're good at. It takes time and you have to experience things to create that honing in, right? Certain things are going to stimulate your neurons more than others. That's kind of what genetics is. I, I like the color green because my neural networks were primed for the color green. It's not that simple, but essentially it is. Okay, but back to plasticity. As our neurons are becoming longer and more efficient, the synaptic pruning is trimming off all those little branches that don't really help us get to the core of our goal. So they become less complex, becoming more streamlined. And as you age, the ends of your neurons where the synapses are created, they become smaller, requiring more and more specific stimulation. And here lays the problem. Sure, you can go your whole life observing all the information the world has to offer. But the thing is, you truly do have a limited capacity for absorbing new information. You can teach an old dog a new trick, but it becomes harder. And that's not to say you shouldn't try, but there's another way. See, you don't have to be the master of all topics. You can specialize in a few and rely on community and everybody else to help you out in the areas you aren't a master or you aren't specialized in. That's how this society runs. While you may know the entire reason behind the Drake and Kanye beef, was it really worth you losing some of your brain's capacity for learning? I think this is why social media platforms like TikTok are so dangerous. Because if we aren't careful about the content we consume, we are literally letting these corporations take the capacity for us to think critically away. I mean, I'm guilty of this too, like I've mentioned many times in this episode, I scroll for way too long. But from here on out, I'm going to add, be diligent in the content I consume to my personal constitution that we talked about last week. I also don't want to make this sound like I'm gatekeeping knowledge, so don't worry about being interested in the same stuff as me or anyone else for that matter. If what fulfills your life is baking, well then fill your brain sponge with the science of baking. All I'm saying is, don't let the ultra availability of information paralyze you from reaching your goals in life. What I don't want you guys to take away from this episode is I don't want you to think I'm one of those people who says, you're just wasting away your life playing video games all day and all night. Or you're always on that phone, pick up a book. The reason competitive gaming has taken off in the past decade is because there are actual skills you can learn from gaming. My decision making time is 83 milliseconds faster than the average. And I truly believe that's because I play literal months of my life in online shooters. Now, if I was good enough, I'd be up there making a living playing a game, but I'm not. 
and all I really gained was some dexterity and decision making skills. Which is nice and it's useful, but I don't think that's where my goals are now. And so I don't play video games really all as much. I haven't touched my PS4 in a literal year and I didn't really even bother buying the PS5 except for like two seconds of FOMO when it first came out. So what I'm saying is that instead of focusing not only my time, but my brain's capacity for learning in a field that is not aligned with my goals, i.e. gaming, I choose to dedicate my precious resources in areas that further my search for meaning, peace, and knowledge in this life. The thing is, there is an overloading plethora of knowledge available to us, and much of it is not credible. Also, not to create hyper-skepticism or anything of the sort, but the knowledge you deem as credible because you've pulled it off of some official government domain can also prove to be false or misleading. Same thing with news and media outlets. Because the truth is knowledge is filtered through the lens of those who present it. So the old adage goes, history is written by the victors. What's amazing to me about science is that it attempts to circumvent the inaccuracies of passed down knowledge by encouraging the pursuit of empirical fact. Meaning, in science you make conclusions that are derived from observable and testable phenomena, not anecdotal experience. And don't get it twisted, I don't mean to claim science accounts for all of the universe. After all, we know that our senses often deceive us. As Descartes once said, how can we know we're not dreaming right now? So even science doesn't account for all of knowledge. Where then do we seek to obtain credible knowledge if you can't get it from science or not entirely from science and you can't trust government websites and you can't trust the news, where? Where do you seek knowledge? Well, since I've began studying Eastern philosophy about a year or two ago, I've determined that to understand the entire scope of human knowledge, one must be well-rounded and find teachers in everything. This isn't a new concept. In fact, we have many native societies who found teachers right in nature making comparisons between the flowing of the rivers and lives of humanity. Today, we have amazing animators and writers who teach us through stories on our screens. Shout out to Michael DiMartino and Brian Kanietzko and the whole Avatar team. Y'all have brought so much peace in this world by showing a whole generation, my generation, how to resolve inner and outer conflicts without violence. I try to find teachers in nearly every human I have a conversation with. We all have life experiences that are valid. In all the years you've lived in this skin suit, you have gained knowledge worth sharing. So share it. Trust me, there's someone out there who hasn't learned some of the lessons you've learned, and you can save them a lot of pain and strife by just sharing your story. In one of my classes, we are learning about the discovery of mirror neurons, and I'll explain what that's all about in that neural network episode. But what I'll leave you with today is that a fellow student in that class 
made an incredible connection between cognitive psychology and chemistry, two separate areas of knowledge that came together to create this picture of the whole of consciousness and the whole of humanity, in fact, saying that evidence shows up in the most surprising places. And it truly does. Sometimes it just takes one bit of knowledge to make everything connect and that neural network to become fuller, stronger, more complete. So be on the lookout for what teachers and knowledge the universe is bringing to you. And with that, I hope you continue to create the day that you want.